It's not just another boring podcast from some loser broadcasting from his mom's basement. It's from his dingy garage instead. Whatever, man. We cover everything. Pop culture, food, let me guess, tacos again? That's that's what this show's about. Politics, sports, entertainment, and whatever the hell else is on his mind. I have an addictive personality. Live from the Big Brother Bungalow in Southern California. Scared to tell us the city, Jake? Yeah. <laughs> it's the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Yo! Ha-ha! <laughs> What's good, everybody? It's your boy, Big Brother Jake, a.k.a. Jake Warner, my government name. Welcome to the Big Brother Jake podcast. Again, I am your host, Big Brother Jake. You can listen on SoundCloud.com slash the Big Brother Jake podcast. We're now on iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, and Google Play. So do the search, the Big Brother Jake podcast. Bam, you're in there. Welcome to the show. I wanted to uh, personally thank, once again, Walter Goss for co-hosting with me uh, last show. We just went raw 84 minutes of nonstop craziness, and that was a fun show. And Brother Walter, I appreciate you. That was a lot of fun. He definitely got the score wrong of who was going to win in the the Charger-Patriot game. (sighs) Chargers. What am I going to do? I'm a masochist. I love pain. (laughs) And the Chargers caused that to me each and every freaking season. But I will say this. I love my Chargers. I have nothing but respect for them. They did a hell of a lot better than most people said they would. And props to them on a good season. But I want to see one Lombardi trophy. I want to see one parade going through Los Angeles with the, the Los Angeles Chargers hoisting up a Lombardi trophy. And yes, it is still hard for me to say Los Angeles Chargers. Most of the time I just call them Chargers. But we're not going to get too sports heavy just yet because coming up on the next segment, we have my man Jim Daniels, uh, host of Sports on Tap on a Los Angeles Heritage Classic Rock Station KLOS 95.5 FM. He's going to join us and talk a little sports and radio life. And he might have a few stories we might share about myself, you know, so stay tuned for that. Now, one of the things I wanted to talk about, you know, it's a new year, new me, all that stuff. We discussed some of that stuff earlier, a couple of weeks ago. And a lot of things that a lot of my friends are doing, myself included, and other people that you may know in your circle is trying to strike out on their own. Whether it's doing an album, writing a screenplay. And I say that because I'm in Los Angeles, so you see it a lot. If they're writing, you know, if they're selling products or starting a business, uh, working on, you know, a travel agency or vacation club, uh, things of that nature. And I spoke with somebody that's an entrepreneur that's trying to strike out on their own with some stuff. And they said, Jake, you know, Things kind of suck right now as far as trying to get my name out there for my business. And I'm like, well, what, what is it you're, you're feeling or where's your head at? What's, what's going on with you? And they said, well, you know, I don't have a lot of money for advertising, so I can't go on a radio station or a TV show and have a commercial made or anything like that because I can't afford it. So the next best thing is to 
spread it out on social media. And I'm killing myself each and every day. And I'm posting my business and sending links. And, you know, sometimes I'll get some pity sales. And sometimes I'll do this and I'll do that. And it got me thinking. Now, for those that do know me, I am a musician uh, and a producer. I love, I've produced a few songs. I've created pr- uh, countless beats, thousands. And I've also uh, recorded, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, five or six albums. I can't even rem- remember. That's pretty sad. And I don't have a street team. I don't have people that I hired to go out there and throw up posters. And I don't have money to do any of that. So a lot of what I did had to be word of mouth. I had to rely on people. And of course you want to go platinum, but I go dust. And that's fine because I don't do it for the money and I don't do it to the, for the notoriety. I do it because I love it. And if people dig it, then that's fine. But my friend is trying to make a livelihood and he's telling me, I'm killing myself every day and I don't know what it is. Well, I could tell you what it is. You know, there's a meme that I posted not too long ago that says, you know, you want to see your likes decrease, post something about your business. And it's true. And I think there's a formula as to why people see your business that you're posting and they're not liking it or sharing the status or anything of that nature. A lot of it is, first of all, people only remember you from when they met you till present time. There's a, there's a few people that know me as Jake Warner, the loudmouth dork from San Bernardino. Then I moved to L.A. and I met other people that got to know me real well. And I'm still that guy, but I'm that guy that worked in radio. So there's a different element to that. Then years grow older, then I have somebody, you know, other people outside of the inner layers of my circle that know me as Jake, one of the guy who works for the Clippers and the Kings, works for the Dodgers, was on Fox Sports Radio, blah, 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 blah. Now, the reason why you're not getting the business you want from your close circle and your loved ones it's because they see you as the same person that saw you when they met you. Somebody that talked about being ambitious. Somebody that talked about doing big things. It didn't happen that way, you know. They see you in that light. And so when you start telling success stories and you start talking about, hey, man, I'm going to do this business. I'm going to start this. I'm going to set it off. It's It's something I've always wanted to do. And, you know, being a good friend, people are going to be like, you know what? Yeah, that's a good idea. You, you should do that. Or, yeah, man, that's, that's great. But then business starts picking up. And what you said you're going to do happens. It comes to fruition. And then it gets bigger. And it gets bigger and it gets bigger. Sometimes, it, it, and it's not even intentional, there's some people that want to see you fail. Your own circle. It happens. You'll get some pity buys. It happens. You know, like my mom or, you know, close homies or people on the album like, yeah, I'll buy an album. Because I'll tell you right now, I sold my first album for free. Everyone downloaded it. It was picked up in Japan, Canada, 
you know, Cameroon, Iran, like everywhere, you know, Mexico, Puerto Rico, like everywhere. The next album that I did, the third album actually, because the second album I actually didn't really put it out. But my third album, I charged $1. And downloads and streams went in half. <laughs> people didn't want to pay a dollar, number one, because people want the hookup. You know, if you can't give them the hookup, they don't want it. But also, there's people out there that know you and say, well, I'm not going to be, you know, I'm not going to contribute. I mean, who does he think he is? He thinks he's better than us because he put out an album or he's selling this or that. That's part of the problem. That's part of the problem. And I had to start the show on this because there's so many people out there. I, I stress it all the time. I love small businesses. And I want to help small businesses in any way I can. Because being an artist, being a podcast creator, um, you know, or podcast host, I should say, you want to get your product out. And yes, you know, ad nauseum, I'm always posting about the show and teasing it and sending links and all that stuff. And I used to get so frustrated, like, damn, why doesn't anyone listen to my show, man? Like, how come nobody's, like, reposting? I can tell you that everyone that has reposted or continuously reposts my links on one hand. But I'm not mad about it. Because I figured it out. There's some people that know you for who you used to be, and they can't really see you doing it. The other component is, well, somebody else will buy it. Somebody else will listen to it. Somebody else will download it. Somebody else will support it. I mean, they know I support them, but, you know, I don't want to be the one that does it by myself. There's that aspect. I think it's a little messed up, but it's fact. So... You get hurt by it as the person, the artist or the entrepreneur or whoever, whatever role you serve. Like, man, why aren't they buying my products or why aren't they, you know, supporting my album or sharing it? People have a hard time seeing people close to them succeed. Some don't. There's people in my inner circle right now that are on the cusp of great things. And I will do anything I can to encourage them and let them know I have their back. I'll spend money if need be. I will never be the guy that says, hey, give me the hookup on your product you're trying to sell. I will. If it's a shirt that you're selling for $25, I'm going to pay $25 for it. If you put out an album that's $5, I'm going to spend $5, and I'll try to buy three physical copies if I can because I know where that money's going. Those are the kind of people you need in your circle. But you can't depend on your circle to further... Your entrepreneurialism, if that's a word, man, I somebody owes me $10. But what I would say is this. For those that are working on their own businesses, stop trying to target the people that know you. The people that know you and respect you and love you, they're going to buy your product or support your endeavors. You got to aim for them strangers. Those are the people that are going to buy. You know, if you can only do it by social media, hashtag different cities and different countries, hashtag, you know, like a podcast, hashtag podcast, hashtag podcast crazy, whatever. Those people will follow you. They'll listen. And all of a sudden, 
you're getting likes, hits, shares that you've never seen before. Then you could Google your podcast and you find out you're being heard in France or Iran, which (laughs) coincidentally happened to me this week. Like, whoa, what? Iran? Ireland? What? Canada? People are listening to Big Bro Jake saying, what's up, eh? And not the Vatos, but like the Canadians. Hello, eh? You know, I don't know what accent that was, so don't clown. But I've come to this realization by talking to independent artists. I've talked to people that are selling certain products of their own or, you know, trying to start a business or a show or whatever. And that's the conclusion that I've come up with. In order to succeed, you can't depend on your inner circle to succeed. You have to depend on strangers picking up your product, listening to your album, listening to your show. You know, that's that's how it works. And it sucks. It's like that. But that's how it works. And quite frankly, that's just the way the game goes. I mean, if we all... Depending on just our inner circle to buy our stuff, we still wouldn't be rich, successful, or be able to keep our lights on at our houses or food on the table, clothes on our backs. And you got to create multiple streams of income to support your big venture. Now, <laughs> the podcast is not paying my mortgage. The podcast is not paying for food and clothing. But it's something one day, if it did happen, I'm not going to fight it. I would love that. But I'm realistic. And I know I don't have 10,000 listeners listening right now. I don't even have 5,000. But I can't do the show. I can't advertise for. I cannot do my stuff, music for, just my inner circle. Because if you do that, you're cutting off a whole other opportunity. And you're shooting yourself in the foot. You're not allowing yourself to be the best at what you do and you're not allowing yourself to have a a bigger reach for your product it just won't work out that way you need to reach out to strangers you need to dig just a little bit harder do your research read a book now i used to be that guy used to get mad and then i remember i sent a post out saying i apologize for spamming everybody and i had so many of my friends that have businesses say yo don't even apologize because how the hell else you gonna get people to listen you need to put it out there so don't apologize if people don't you know get mad that they see your show posted 500 times then you know they'll unfollow you or you know you don't they're not real friends if they if they're like oh my god again so Everybody has their own way of doing stuff, but to all my small business people out there, yeah, I had to start off the show with that because it's something that touched me. You know, my mom has been an entrepreneur and um, she's done her own, you know, ran her own business for 47 or 48 years now. And everything from her is, it's word of mouth. She doesn't advertise. She doesn't do anything like that. It's word of mouth and her work. Her work speaks for itself. So I'm like, Ma, how do you get so much business? She's like, when you're good, people will know. People will know. They'll come in and get what they need from you. So to all my small business people out there, don't get discouraged. Keep your head up high and know that your time is coming if you put in the work. Because, you know, you got to get out that comfort zone. I was scared to death to do a radio show 
or a podcast because I've always made everyone else sound good. Whether you were Tom Likas, whether you know when I you know did his best of show as an intern or whatever, whether it's the man you'll hear next, Jim Daniels, whether it's Vin Scully, Stephen A. Smith, Jason Smith, Ben Maller, whoever it is I've ever worked for. I had the confidence of making everyone else sound good, but terrified to do it on my own until I said, I can do this. I belong in this game. I got ideas. I'm not afraid to talk. You know, that's why I love telling my stories because it's me. It's raw and it's all true. And people are entertained by that. I've had people in Chicago that have told me, hey, man, I'm at work, you know, and I pop on your podcast and it makes me laugh while I'm working overnights. Man, that, that's, a, that's an amazing feeling. Don't even know the guy. We're not friends. We don't hang out. And that's what makes it crazy. So just know this. You're not that far from where you need to be. Keep grinding. Keep working your ass off. Put in the work. It's a benefit if you have a friend share or like your status or, you know, post up something about your show or your your new album coming out or, you know, whatever products you're selling. I'll do that for my friends because I want to see them succeed. I don't expect it. I don't do it for it to be reciprocated. I do it because I care. But you can't depend on the people closest to you to be successful. They're a bonus, but they should not be your main source of revenue. So keep that in mind. It just struck me. I had to talk about the first segment of the podcast. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Welcome back to the Big Brother Jake Podcast. Man, I got a treat for everybody. We're going to go down memory lane with this one. Uh, this man needs no introduction, but I'm going to do it anyways because I know his ego wants it. Uh, <laughs> but man, I worked with him at Fox Sports Radio. Wherever there is a radio output, this man has pretty much worked it. Ladies and gentlemen, may I introduce to you Jim freaking Daniels. What's up, my man? How you doing? Big brother Jake, man. <laughs> For the call, man. Well, I've been waiting. Yeah, this podcast going for a while. It wasn't the first call. I was bummed out. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Well, you know, you're a hard man to get a hold of sometimes. Like, I have easier times getting a hold of other people, but, you know, I had to get you on, man. Sorry for the wait about that, bro. Uh, well, you know how it is, man. Uh, we're, we're in the radio business. That means we've got to have about three different jobs. You know, i got to work <laughs> at, you know, at, at, least, at least two places, or I don't know what, what end is up. So, uh yeah, but dude, you and I go, go so far back. I mean, Fox is that, that's that's one way we oh, yeah. can go back that far, but uh, we could actually go back farther than that, huh? Oh, absolutely. Now, when I grew up in San Bernardino, as everybody knows, nine two four zero four, what up? Um, I used to get ready and listen, get ready to school, listening to KGGI ninety nine point one, and the Diener and Daniel show in the morning <laughs> was a show that I used to get ready to, and I'm like, who's this crazy ass white dude that's Acting a fool on the radio. I want to do that when I get, you know, become an adult, so to speak. I still haven't grown up yet, but I always wanted to do radio. And lo and behold, you know, fast forward about, I don't know, 15, 16 years, and bam, get to work with the man, Jim Daniels. Yeah. The Diener and Daniels show. It's crazy. I joined the KGGI. They hired me. They said we we need a we need a news guy, but we need a news guy that can you know come in here like you know stand things on their head and stuff like that. I was like, yeah, I got that. I never been a newsman for ten minutes in my whole career. <laughs> yeah, sure, I got that. 
And like a couple months later, it was Diener and David, and and David went on some kind of crazy drug bender, and we found him in his like rented hotel room, like half naked oh. with a Billy Goat and uh, oh. not, you know? I don't know what else. Is I'm not kidding, man. This is a guy that he used to call games for the for the San Bernardino Spirit. I remember I used days. to go to the Spirit games. Dude, he was used to do radio drops like the Three Stooges or Three Blind yes, Mice. Of fact, he yes. got fired from the Spirit for playing the Three Blind Mice <laughs> Stooges sound after a bad call by an umpire. I remember that. I remember that clearly. So that well, was well. David went after we we he, we we came to the hospital and all that kind of stuff. When he got out of hospital, he he went AWOL. I mean, we I, I don't know that we ever I, I ever saw him again. Wow. And I remember asking him, "Well, Dean or David, Dean or Daniels, what do you think?" And I go, "What do you think about what?" <laughs> <laughs> Take over. Take over the half of the joke. <laughs> sure, yeah, I've always thought of doing that. Okay, fine. Which is, you know, it's so radio, right? I mean, you yes. only do one thing, and then they ask you to do something else. But, of course. Uh, no, you you know, our, our paths have crossed a lot. I mean, I was so flattered when I when you and I were together. You said, man, I used to listen to you on 99.1. And at first, <laughs> that made me feel old. I used to listen to me in high school. <laughs> yeah, high uh, middle, you know, middle school, high school, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you got to embrace it after a while, you know, and uh, like, see, dude, this is this is a mind blower, too, and this just happened. Right. I was, um, one of my current jobs is at KLOS, and I do lots of fill-in over there, and I uh-huh. was in for Gary, the afternoon guy, on MLK Monday, and um, we've got a text deck up there. You can call or text the radio station, you know, and if you, if you just can't get through on the phone, leave a text, right? Right. So I look over to, to the things. I check it every once in a while, and it says, "Hey JD, I just figured out you're the Jim Daniels from KOMP in Las Vegas. Oh, wow. Dude, that was where I started in '84." Wow! And he he, he 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 put his name down and he said, "Do you remember me?" I was like, "Man, I don't know what I had for dinner last night." Well, in the 80s. <laughs> 80s um, were probably a fuzzy time for you too, huh? <laughs> dude, it's, it's just funny how, how people find you, how our paths cross. Right, yes. It, it's a great, it's a blessing and a, as a curse, I think you'll agree, right? Absolutely. It's it's a drug you always chase, you know, you you want to you want to get rid of it, you don't want to do it anymore, and then you, you're away from it, it's like, man, it's calling me, it's calling me, man. And it, it just reels you right back in every single time. Again, we're listening to my man, Jim Daniels. He's a guest on the Big Brother Jake podcast. Uh, host of Sports on Tap on KLOS 95.5 in Los Angeles. Heritage Classic Rock Station, by the way. Love all the music they play on there. Love all the personalities, including my man, JD. He's the man, you know. So, so JD, I got to say. You made your move from, you know, country, you did country radio, you've done hot talk, you've done sports. I mean, you've done it all in the industry. What would you say? Top hop, you name it. <laughs> absolutely, you've done it all. What would you say is your favorite format? You know, that's, it, it's tough. I, w- I, would, I would say sports is the first thing that wants to come out of my mouth. Sure. I, I got to tell you, man, I mean, I mean, I'm an older dude. I, I grew up in the 70s. I was a Beatles Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd guy, you know, growing up. Right. And when I got the chance to join KLOS, I guess that's been about four years ago now, I was like a little kid. It was like my first job. I hung up the phone and started jumping up and down. I'm like, are you <laughs> kidding me? You're going to let me, you're going to turn me loose on KLOS? <laughs> um, and, 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 you know, my, my love for that music, not only has it not wavered, mm-hmm. it's still as strong as it was, but, you know, over time, over years, I've learned so much more. And sure. because of, you know, technology, we, we learn so much more about these bands. Like, 
you know, Queen was just like an incredible, incredible phenomenon that Absolutely. happened in the 70s. I mean, I grew up, it was, it was Ted Nugent and Kiss and, you know, you know all, all these hard bands, Led yes. Zeppelin, and along comes Queen <laughs> in the middle of all of them. Right. And how these guys and that music were accepted amongst Black Sabbath and Led Zeppelin was right. a mind blower, you know? Absolutely. Um, and their music transcends to nowadays. I mean, I mean, they made the movie Bohemian Rhapsody and all. But their music is timeless. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's brilliant, too. I mean, so much of it. I mean, you, you go to Led Zeppelin, you talk about Jimmy Page. I mean, who in the world ever think about putting a violin bow to a left ball? <laughs> you know? I mean, right. Uh, and then let's throw a green laser beam pyramid over top of him. What do we do it in concert? <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there's so many stories and so much to talk about that I find myself, you know, no matter how much I'm working, whether it's a lot or a little at KLOS, you know, some story always pops up as I'm, you know, back selling a song or talking sure. about it. And, you know, these are things that, you know, it's like a show that we saw here or, or you know, the opportunity to interview somebody, you know. And right. It's just, you're right, it, it is like a drug because there's really nothing else like what we do. Oh, not at all. Um, you know, we watch the, the TV news people. and I mean, they're reading teleprompters and they've rehearsed their material mm-hmm. and they know where it's going and what the clips are going to say and all of, all of that kind of stuff. And, and as much as I love the late night guys, Jimmy Kimmel, who's a, who's a fan and a friend. Right. Uh, and the same thing with Letterman. Mm-hmm. We were all Letterman fans back Absolutely. in the day when we were at Fox. Yep. It's like those guys have a team of writers and they sit down and put together all kinds of stuff and then roll it out, you know, to a recorded, you know, thing for over an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. We used to go in there and do four or five hours of live talk radio every single night for the whole country. That's right. And <laughs> and, and make it interesting and, and not be boring. I mean, I, I've always thought our job was way harder. I agree. <laughs> if we would leave every show when we were at Fox Sports Radio, we were all exhausted. Like, producer Tom, Tom Bowman... One of the greats, Jason Smith, you hear on Fox Sports Radio now, myself and you as well. We would be so fried after every show because we put in our all after every show. I mean, whether it was you just, we could throw anything your way and you just roll with it. And I'd try to find a sound bite that would match it. And Tommy's barking at me. He's like, we got to do better. And we we pushed each other to, to do a great show. I think we were just about 10 years too early, my man. Uh, you know, pro- probably, but you're, you're right about, I mean, great collection of people, but let me put a fine point on some of the stuff that, that you used to do that uh, made us great. Is <laughs> that you you were a master, and I imagine still would be, a master at turning sound around. It's like, oh, you know, Jason and I would get into a discussion about Caddyshack or something <laughs> like that, yeah. and say something stupid. We'd go to commercial break, come back, and you'd have that stuff turn back around to throw in somebody's face as we're coming back out of the break and crack up everybody. But that also reset everything that we're doing. So the audience who's just now coming in who didn't hear that, they get to hear it. We're laughing. We explain it and go on. I mean, you know, it's simple genius is is what I'm going to call it. But, I mean, your ability to turn sound around was crazy. And I appreciate that, man. But thank you so much for that. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun because I used to listen as a listener. I never tried to listen as like a board op or somebody that's doing the show or producer because I'm trying, I, I imagine myself in the car and what would I want to hear from these guys? And since I knew all of you well and what you guys liked, you know, I made sure I, I learned Caddyshack from top to bottom, <laughs> but like, you know, anything for that night or what was going on, I made sure I came in early, try to have it ready. 
and I was recording like four different outlets, so I wasn't going to miss anything, and I could, you know, turn it around because I wanted to impress you guys. Like, you know, I was a young pup, still getting in the business, and I want to make sure I had job security. So I was like, man, if I leave, y'all going to feel it, you know? <laughs> so, But thank you for those kind words, my man. I appreciate that. No, no, it, it was great. It was a great combination of people. You mentioned Tommy Bowman, and, and Tommy works for, is it Learfield? Tom? Learfield, yeah. He's running Learfield everything Sports, over there yeah. now. Yeah, dude, and, and, and that's that's a really big company in the yes, middle of the is. country that just, I mean, so much college uh, stuff yeah. that uh, you just wouldn't believe it. But, I mean, Tommy was, was our producer, and he was way overqualified. Oh, hell yeah, in he that was. Position. Hell but yeah. But Tom, Tom Lee, who I believe was our program Yes, he was. You know, this is more than just overnight show. This is really kind of a morning show. And you can tell me, Tommy, that you're overqualified to do this. He goes, but I guarantee you you'll be challenged in our meeting. Right. And, and Tommy's and Tommy like, yeah, sure, okay. This is okay. <laughs> uh, but he was, and we had a great time, and we're yes. all still friends. We all still talk. Absolutely. Smith, too, who's still on the air here in Los Angeles yep. so on Fox. I don't know if he's national. Is he local or both? Or, you know? Well, he, he does a lot of uh, local stuff as well. He does a lot of filling on AM570. Love Jason. Yes. Love Jason. That poor man. Uh, you know, you think that Caddyshack is the greatest movie ever made. And I don't mean sports movie ever made. No, I movie. More than The Godfather. More than The Zero. Yes. More than, you know, you know no, greatest movie ever made. They're like, all right, you, you have a brain problem, deficiency, something, maybe you need vitamin C. I don't know. Uh, but to love Jason's been getting nothing yes. but love for him. And, it's, and actually, Patrick O'Neill. Patrick yes. was with us for a while. I don't think too long. Yeah. Um, we had Patrick before Jason, Fox Sports right? West now. Yeah, we had, we had Patrick before Jason, yes. And uh, and Patrick, uh, uh, I don't want to talk out of school here no. too much, but uh, uh, Patrick was—he was a cool cat, man. We had a good time with him. It was an yes. abrupt ending, let's just say. Yeah, that. it was very abrupt, but but fun <laughs> nonetheless, for sure. You're listening to See, the- not not going to be cryptic. Abrupt enough to where Jake runs into Patrick 15 years later, and Patrick looks up at Jake and says, "I don't want any trouble, man. I don't want any trouble." <laughs> <laughs> it's a good sport. Let's just say that. <laughs> You're listening to the Big Brother Jake podcast with my special guest, Jim Daniels. My brother, my mentor, a good friend of mine that knows uh, he knows me better than I know myself, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we definitely had some good times. One of my favorite things uh, that I like to, to rehash is um, a lot of old listeners used to uh, listen uh, they listen to the podcast and they remember me from Fox. Definitely remember you. Um, I had a listener hit me up not too long ago. Um, we did a bit, just for everybody that knows, a bit is like a little comedy piece we did, you know, just abrupt. We faked me going to the black hole <laughs> for where all the Raider fans jumped me while I was wearing Patriot gear, okay? <laughs> and I was really... <laughs> on vacation, but I want to take a vacation day. But we set it up to where, hey, we're going to go. You're going to say you went to the black hole. You wore a Tom Brady jersey, and you got jumped. So what I ended up doing, I went to, like, the lobby of the hotel I was staying at, and there's, like, a TV, <laughs> and I was kind of close to it, and I was acting like I was filling out forms. And I was like, man, y'all jump me. Y'all, y'all let me get jumped when we all went up there. Nobody told me nothing. We played it to perfection. People to this day, some 12 years, 14 years later, still think I was dumb enough to go to the black hole and get jumped. <laughs> Tom Brady jersey on. What a Tom Brady jersey on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's why I love radio so much because theater of the mind is so great. You, you never know who's listening and how it affects somebody. I thought for sure I did a bad job. But <laughs> apparently people still think I was dumb enough to do it. So to keep the bit alive, I was like, yeah, that was stupid. I, I can't believe I did that. I was probably drunk. 
you know. <laughs> but we pulled it off, my man, and it was great. It was great. Yeah, you know, uh, we did a lot of things that I thought, you know, they're never going to let us do this, and then they did let us do right. it. Right. And then while we're doing it, we're thinking, oh, is it funny? Is it good? Or is it really stupid? Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> sometimes you have to you have to step back and you have to look at it. Like, did they send us to Memphis? Do you remember? They sent oh, us yes. The Peabody Hotel, right? And, dude, we spent more time goofing around at Graceland and all that other stuff than we ever did at the fight. I mean, we went to the fight, and, and we did that, but, I mean, yeah, um, I don't know. We, we must have been good at covering fights because they sent us to another one in Vegas. Was, that, was, it, was it De La Hoya? De La Hoya Vargas. That was probably the best Vargas. night of my life, by the way. Oh, my God. That, that was, that's what? a whole other podcast. Oh, <laughs> let's just say we felt like good fellas. And Mike Bibby was the homie, that <laughs> former Sacramento Dude, King. The, 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 the hospitality oh. shown to us by the Maloof family. The Maloof family the forever, yes. Legendary. Absolutely. Legend. That, that's the word, and that's not overstating Not overstating it. One of the best nights of my life, and I remembered it just enough. <laughs> <laughs> I never had that much free alcohol in my life. <laughs> Well, we've done all home week. Do you want to talk about sports or anything while you got me on your podcast? Well, you know, I mean, I, I, that's kind of my job. Yeah, you, you, you know, we, we should probably do a little sports, maybe, you know? <laughs> maybe, just maybe. <laughs> I mean, after all, all right, you... so since you're an NBA insider now, I'm going to ask the questions. When do we get Anthony Davis? I'm impatient. Come on. <laughs> when do the Lakers get Anthony Davis? Mm, that's a good question. That's a very good question. I, I think there's some mutual interest, obviously, because LeBron James' uh, agent and Anthony yeah. Davis, they share an agent. Yeah. They're good friends. They hang out in the offseason. And they go to dinner quite a bit when he's in town. I would say the probability is pretty good. Yeah, you know, it's just when, you know. I mean, the Pelicans can't be dumb enough to, to, to keep him all the way to the end and then get nothing for him. Right. He's already said legacy over money. Yes. So what do you think that means? Do you need us to read between the lines for you to tell you what <laughs> legacy over money means? <laughs> the legacy you know? over at Staples Center is pretty legendary. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, when he looks up there and sees Abdul-Jabbar and O'Neal and things like that, that's what he's talking about. Exactly right. We Laker fans are hoping he's talking about it. Sure, absolutely, yes. Yeah. yeah. And All right, football. What about this uh, pass interference oh, thing? The okay. the Rams in the Super Bowl. Let me tell you something about that. You know, And, and I watched okay. that game. Again, you're listening to the All Big right. Brother Jake Podcast. Special guest, Jim Daniels, my man that works sports on tap, KLOS 95.5 here in Los Angeles. All right. <laughs> that was damn sure pass interference. And I know I'm going to piss off a lot of people, you know, because there's a lot of Rams fans. A lot of my friends are Rams fans all of a sudden. Some are OG Rams fans. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that happened within the last 18 months or so, Jake? That might have. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I'm just saying. But what I saw was highway robbery. Okay, first of all, he was not making a play on the ball at all. At no. all. At all. He's going to blow him up. Yeah, he's going to blow him up. Yeah, he's going to blow him up. Which, yeah. if I'm a coach, I say make that penalty because they're that close to the end zone. Screw it. Then you, you hope your goal line defense, you know, takes a chance. No call. How is yeah. there no call on that? Explain that no. to me. Look, I, I'm, glad, I'm glad you said let me explain it to you, Jake, because that's exactly what I'm going to do. <laughs> Yeah, you got referees back there, and these guys are micromanaged yes. beyond anybody being micromanaged. I'm not, not going to become an apologist for referees at all. Right. But the thing is, if if they if they do throw a flag on that, you know that's the game. 
Yes. Because that means the Saints have the ball at the nine-yard yes. line with 30 seconds left. They just run the clock down to four seconds, kick it, and they win 23-20. to 20. Correct. So you know if you throw that flag, maybe that's going to happen. I don't know if they're thinking that way you know, ahead of time, or do I throw the flag? I hope they're not. Right, right. Uh, but because we see missed plays, blown plays all the time. So if it's just a, if you look at it for just a moment as just a blown call, okay, they didn't get that call. What mm-hmm. happened after that? If you look in, or if you remember, you said you watched the game. If you remember what happened after that, what happened was that they wound up kicking a field goal and yes. they got the lead. Yes. Then they weren't able to keep the Rams in their own end of the field. They started the twenty-five yard line. Mm-hmm. The Rams beat their defense all the way down the field to do what? Kick a field goal and send it to overtime. Well, they won the toss. The Saints won the toss. They got the ball first. What did they do? Drew Brees threw an interception. (laughs) Correct. You're right. The P.I. call probably wins the game for the the Saints if they get it, but it's a missed call. But after that, all these other things happened after that that, you know, the the, the Saints could have recovered from. They could have stopped the uh, Ram offense and kept them from tying it. They could have stopped. They could have not thrown an interception. I, mean, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know why people are so upset that I actually heard lawyers file, oh, trying to file a lawsuit in Louisiana. That's going a little too forcing far. Forcing the league to replay the minute and um, 39 uh, seconds. Yeah, that's the most ridiculous dumb. thing I've ever heard in my life. That's stupid. You know what I equate this to, Jim? I equate this to the Bartman episode with the Cubs and the Marlins. Does that make sense? Yep. You can equate it because... No, it, it, it totally does. Yeah, because Bartman makes, you know, Bart, first of all, I think Bartman didn't do anything wrong. That's me. You know, I, I don't think he, he interfered at all. I think there's some. When you reach into the stands, bro, come on, you can't expect the whole exactly audience to get right. out of the way. I exactly mean, you know? right. And so they blew the lead in that game, had another game they could have won, and lost that game. So it's very similar, just different sports. That's just you me, know, though. You know how we hear coaches say, you know, and they say this all the time after one loss, or I don't want to blame it on the kicker, or I don't blame it on the quarterback for right. the interception, I don't blame it on the running back for the fumble at the goal line. That's not it. We have all these other opportunities. The Saints were outplayed, and this is not a Ram fan talk. No, no, I get I'm it. Not a Ram Absolutely, fan. I know. The Saints were outplayed by the Rams at every freaking position. Yes. They were outplayed on offense. They were outplayed on defense. Uh, Drew Brees threw two touchdown passes, but he threw the crucial interception yes. at the end of the game that cost them the yes, game. Yes, absolutely. He had one more completion than Jared Goff. Jared Goff had more yards than he did. Their running game was microscopic. I yes. mean, the two of them, Kamara and uh, Ingram, didn't even total 50 yards. Yeah, it was, it was Their biggest it was bad. receiver was Alvin Kamara. All their wide receivers, Ted Ginn, nobody, nothing. I mean, they stunk out loud. And they and, and they got nobody but themselves <laughs> to blame. I don't feel sorry for them about a bad PI call. No, they didn't play up to their potential at all because they've been beating the hell out of teams all season, and they failed to do that against the Rams. And it's kind of hard to do that against the Rams because the Rams are so stacked. Yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. And that defense is is uh, is meaner than people think it is when they're healthy. And and the Rams got. Uh, a little, a little mushy there for a little bit when Peters and Talib were out. Right. But you know, dude, your starters are out, and so you're going to suffer a little bit. But you got them back, and Aaron Donald and Dominic Sue and all this stuff up the front, dude. I'm, I'm not, I'm not calling for an upset, but I think we might see an entertaining Super Bowl. I, I think we're going to have a damn good Super Bowl. I, I, you know, speaking of which, I'd like to get your prediction. Who do you think is going to win? And you know, the predicting stuff. Man, I know. I, I know. You know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, predicting this stuff, it's crazy. 
Uh, you know, the prediction, how can you go against Belichick and Brady? I mean, they right. prepare better than anybody else. They've got this crazy track record. The Rams are a bunch of young punks that <laughs> right. nobody wants them there. Uh-huh. They're going to feel all this pressure. No, I mean, if, if I'm going to make a prediction, uh, I'm going to say the Patriots. The Patriots are most likely to win this game. That okay. doesn't mean they will. I mean, right. Tom Brady threw that interception in the end zone at the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, last yeah, weekend, yeah. and you would think that would turn things around. And oh, by the way, let me get on my soapbox about yes, that. Yes, please do, please the do, Jim. And all their goddamn rule changes. <laughs> hey, how about when you get to the AFC Championship game? If you let both teams touch the ball, I mean, just a thought. It might have been a couple of people watching that might have wanted to see Patrick Mahomes see if he can move the ball a couple of times. Right, huh? absolutely. Yeah, I, I don't like the overtime rule in the NFL at all. At all. Total whiff by the NFL. People yes. should be pissed off. That's what they should be pissed off about. They didn't get the overtime that they should have got because the NFL rule is fucked up. Agreed. Agreed 100%. Can I say again? Uh, can I say fucked up on the podcast? Absolutely. It's my podcast. Okay, you do whatever the hell you want, Jim. I try not to do it too much. <laughs> It's okay, my man. I want you to be as authentic as possible. We, we, you know, I, I don't want you bottled up. right there. Get <laughs> it was fucked up. <laughs> no, absolutely. Again, you listen to my man, Jim Daniels, my special guest here on the Big Brother Jake podcast. So, Jim, one of the things I like to do is drop surprises on my podcast. Uh-oh. And Uh-oh. Uh, should we let them know? Should we let them know right now? What you think? Go ahead. All right. Well, because Jim likes me so much and I screamed racism if he didn't do it, I am now the <laughs> official. <laughs> Man, you racist. Um, <laughs> I am now the official NBA insider for Sports on Tap on KLOS 95.5, Heritage Classic Rock Station in Los Angeles. Thank you, Jim, for that opportunity, my man. Yeah. Joining the crew, Sports on Tap. We're, uh, we're in our fourth season yes. now over at KLOS. Uh, and uh, uh, we've moved from uh, Sundays. We spent the first three years uh, on Sunday mornings, but mm-hmm. we were doing good, and we got ratings, and people liked us, and so they said, hey, how about if we do it on Saturdays? And so it continues to grow, and, uh, uh, you know, we started off as just a football show, and they decided right. to keep us around after that first uh, uh, off season, and, you know, we, we had a good time. So, uh, and, and, you know, honestly, this is perfect, Jake, because you're, you, you're going to be a perfect NBA insider for me because I don't want to talk all X's and O's. No, we don't do that. Drama. I want to talk about Jimmy Butler and is he banging any of the Lakers <laughs> girlfriends when he's out here on a road trip. Uh, you know? So, I, I, you know, I'm looking forward to adding that element to, to the show, but I know that you bring a whole lot more than that. So it's, it's a great addition to our show at KLOS. We're really excited to, to have you as, as part of our uh, crew over there for the NBA season. And just in time, too, man, because – Things are going to get interesting oh, around these parts yes. the next year or so with some trades, and that's both the Lakers and the Clippers. Absolutely. I, I think uh, a lot of people are sleeping on the Clippers, you know, just because it's been L.A.'s little brother for years. I mean, it, that's that's just been said. It's It's been shown to everybody. Uh, and being on that side, I kind of see it now. But mm-hmm. both teams are going to make some noise in the next couple of years. This is, I mean, when you have an owner like Steve Ballmer and then, you know, you go across the hall with Jeannie Buss and Magic and Rob Palenka that looks like Rob Lowe, I'm telling you, these, <laughs> <laughs> am I lying up? Be honest. Do look like, no, no, you're not getting shit off. Do look like Rob, Rob Lowe, for real. So it's going to be an exciting time and, you know, I, I like to be in the thick of it and, you know, being able to kind of have my ear to the to the wall so to speak it, it, it's it's an advantage and it's fun and i'm glad i'm able to be able to be a part of the team now it's 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 a dream come true man being on one of the greatest stations 
radio stations, period, in all of Los Angeles and the world. And I know how, yeah. how happy you are to be on that station each and every time you crack that mic open. It, it, see, I, I told you that, too, when we first hooked up <laughs> right. too long ago. I said, I, you know, like, every time the legal ID plays at the top of the arc, I go, West Los Angeles, I go, really? And, uh, yeah, to, the, to be able to add somebody like you to the program is great. I mean, I know what I'm getting. Uh, I mean, I know my guy in the radio station, like you said, geez, we're celebrating our 50th year. This is Kayla wow. West's 50th year as a rock station in Los Angeles. It's never changed. In 50 freaking years. That's amazing. And you know what's just as amazing is, you know, a brother can, you know, actually be on that station too, man. I mean, that's great. That- <laughs> yeah, you all- know that's right. <laughs> it's all love, man. Uh, JD, man, you're the best. I thank you so much for coming on my little podcast, man. You're, you're appreciated. And I just got to say, man, before I, before I let you go, you know, you gave me one hell of an opportunity that um, a lot of people didn't give me um, because I was just a button presser, and a lot of hosts that I work with, I, I would try to like, hey, why don't we try this? And they're like, nah, nah, we're good, we're good on that. But when you came in, you said, look, whatever you're good at, I need to know because we're going to use every bit of it, and we're going to drain you dry, and and we need to know. So I would tell you all my ideas, you're like... Fuck yeah, we're doing that, <laughs> and so and we did, didn't we? Yes, and oh, we did. <laughs> oh, we did, we did, because we always we would rather ask for you know uh, forgiveness than permission, and it always yeah. worked in our favor. Um, yeah. It always worked in our favor. I don't remember ever, you know, like we'd do some pretty crazy stuff, and we never got in trouble for it because it paid off. <laughs> no, the, the affiliates loved it. I mean, we had a, we, it was a great show. I mean, it was it was crazy. The phone always rang. I mean, it was yeah. we had a lot of affiliates, as I remember. I don't, I don't remember how many, but I know it was a big uh, national thing, and there was never any trouble getting uh, callers on. And we would find these crazy people that we liked. Like <laughs> I think the cat's name was Winston. Yes, uh, Winston they lived in the in DC. Winston yes. in DC, and he called us up. <laughs> and this is years ago, man. He called us up. He said, "Hey, man, I was in y'all show, and and I love it." But I, I, I'm a security guard and I work at building. I can't get it. So can I just call in on one of your lines? Do you put me on hold so I can listen to the show? <laughs> well, when, when we all of us stopped laughing because Jake or you or Tommy or somebody called me into the control room to listen to this guy spill. Yeah. And when we stopped laughing, we said, yeah, sure, man, we'll do that. So he started calling yeah. at the beginning of the show and Jake would put him on, Jake or Tommy would put him on hold. <laughs> and we'd get to the end of the show and look up, all right, who's been on hold the line? Winston in Washington, D.C. has been on hold for 248 minutes. Winston, how was the show tonight? Great guys, see you tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> that was the best part. That was the best part. And I'm wrapping this up right it's now. A but good what am I? Absolutely. One of my favorite bits we used to do on your show was we'd have you know they do their little spiel on the air, then we'd put them on hold and do a survey on the air, but they thought they were on hold. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Now, how, how did you think your call went? Tommy would interview him. He was the best day. at that. How did you think your call went? Uh, uh, okay, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, did, did you, were, were the hosts helpful or, or were they rude in, in any way? You know, and they go, well, you know, that Jason guy's kind of a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we would just try not to laugh until we hung up. And, like, you would still do, like, the show, quote-unquote, in the background with Jason. And I'm trying right. to play a bit, you know, sound effects and stuff to make it sound real. <laughs> and we're all trying not to laugh, especially because I'm in the control room. And there's times I've had to, like, bite a jacket or something so I don't laugh too loud. You know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was so much fun. And I would love yeah. all of us to get together and do, a, like, a little thing here, you know? And 
that would be fun. Just like a one-off episode, you know. We ever get Tommy Bowman out here on the West Coast? I don't think it'd be too much trouble to to call Jason and see if we could oh, borrow yeah. a studio from somebody somewhere. I mean, we got studios at KLOS. Got to be somebody who'll oh, yeah. sit down for a half an hour because I'm I'm right there with you. I would love to sit down uh, with those other three guys and and do a uh, do a podcast. Oh my god, that would we have to be prepared, Jake. We have to bring some sound. <laughs> oh, you know, I got that. I just carry it in my phone now. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Now the technology's on your phone. Exactly right. Well, thanks for having me on, man. This is a lot of fun, dude. I, 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 I would love to come back and do it again. Absolutely, and definitely, and you know, we'll be in contact. Definitely, I'll be on the show obviously every Saturday with you, and you'll be on the podcast, man, when when you get time, and we'll make this thing happen. But I really appreciate you coming on. Right on, right on, Big Brother Jake on Sports on Tap KLOS this Saturday. Yes, sir. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake podcast. My heart goes out to everybody that's going through it with this government shutdown. I'm going to go there right now. What's going on is some of the worst things I've ever seen in my life. People are being forced to work on their own free will or they'll be fired because everybody's holding their certain agendas hostage. All these politicians need to work together. I don't give a damn what side you claim, Republican or Democrat. I don't care what it is. Y'all need to work this out. I got friends personally that are TSA agents. And if it wasn't for the free food and pizza that they're getting from everybody, they'd have nothing to eat. They're not even able to pay bills right now. Houses are being foreclosed on. Cars are being repossessed. Lights aren't even being kept on. I don't care about your public, your, your agenda, okay? What I care about is seeing these hardworking people that are government workers, and they're not getting paid. They're finding stuff going through TSA all the time now, guns and weapons, and y'all better get to them before the cartels do because the cartels get to them. Oh, man, there's going to be a lot of stuff going all back and forth throughout the world. I went there today. I'm not happy about it. Get together. You got voted into office. You do what the hell you're supposed to be doing and why you got voted in. Because right now, the people that are being pawns are the poor people in the middle that work for the government, that aren't getting money from lobbyists, that aren't getting money from, you know, big boosters or whatever. These are people that go to work each and every day, sit in traffic for a commute or ride the bus, usually have some kids, and they're just, they're not rich. They're just trying to provide for their families. So I give kudos to all these businesses that are opening up and, and giving free meals and stuff to people that are furloughed. This should never happen in the United States of America. Ever. Ever. We are the United States of America, and because we don't get our agendas passed, we're going to hold people in the middle hostage. That's got to be some of the most craziest stuff I've ever heard in my life. And I'm a veteran, and I'll speak my piece. And you're entitled to tell me you're wrong. I'll lose a friendship over it. I don't care. But when I see friends personally being affected by this, 
It's not cool. And I'm not down with it. On the real. Who could be down with this? Okay, it, it, it's just sad. Get off your ass. Stop playing games with each other. And come to an agreement. How many more people have to lose homes? How many more people have to be in debt and work for free? This ain't a political show, but this is something that means a lot to me. Just like everybody was, you know, against the teacher strike in Los Angeles, which I'm glad they finally came to an agreement, but I know teachers personally. And I know teachers that had to pay for their own supplies and bring them into the schools because some of them work at schools where they don't get enough uh, budget to pay for things. There's no athlete that should make more than a teacher. Period. Not saying all teachers are great. There's some bad ones that did, you know, because in California, back in the day, it's like, you know, you can get tenured after like a couple years. So they would do just enough. There's bad seeds in every profession. So people want to, you know, diss people that go on strike. And I, I grew up as a union brat. You know, my dad was in the union, and I see why. Some people would, you know, pr- you know, protest because they just want what's right. So power to the teachers of Los Angeles for standing up for themselves. And I'm hoping that, Nationwide, we can see how the teachers and, you know, the schools work together to come to an agreement. I'm hoping that President, Congress, and everybody else can forget all their agendas that they have and think about the people that voted them in office in the first place, the citizens, the people of this country. Now, I feel disgusting and I feel gross even doing this kind of stuff on my podcast. But damn, when I got homies of mine that they're trying to find ways to make money to keep their lights on because they're not getting paid to go to work. How is that a job if you're not paid to go to work? And all these people say, well, come on, man, that's going too far. I'll tell you what. Go to your job tomorrow. Go to your boss. And you tell your boss, you know what, today I don't feel like working for money. Why don't you go ahead and don't pay me for my work today? They're going to look at you crazy. So to be told, hey, sorry, you're not getting paid, but you better come to work or you're going to lose your job. That's not cool, man. That's totally wrong. We need to fix this. There's, I could go on and on about things that need to be fixed. Flint water in Flint, Michigan. Yeah, the drinking water thing. Don't even get me started on that. And again, like I said, I feel disgusting talking about this. But damn, man, let's come to an agreement. Let's not be childish. And let's get off our asses. And do what's right. Congress should not be getting paid for what they're doing. If you're going to cut off all government people, cut them all off and don't pay nobody. 
or you pay everybody. That's all I'm going to say about that. And I'm going to end the show on that. <laughs> Man, so again, I want to thank Jim Daniels for coming on the show, um, taking me down memory lane. Next week, I'm deeming that week or next podcast championship week. We're going to have people that have achieved the highest goals professionally in their uh, careers. Um, I'll have a couple guests that have achieved the highest of the high, and it'll be a fun show to do. Uh, cross my fingers, make sure they can come on. <laughs> but I'm going to go ahead and tease it now uh, because next week is the Super Bowl, and it'll be Super Bowl heavy, and we'll have a lot of fun things to discuss. I'm not going to break down X's and O's and why I think you know somebody that runs an I formation. No. We're going to talk about highs, lows, Super Bowl, fun stuff, commercials, whatever you want to talk about. But it'll be a fun show. Yes, I think it'll be a fun show. Anyways, thank you for listening to the Big Brother Jake podcast. Again, spread the word. Tell a friend. Let everybody know where they can find it. iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify. Do a search, the Big Brother Jake podcast. Or for those listeners, the OG listeners, SoundCloud.com slash the Big Brother Jake podcast. Find a way to listen to it. Tell a friend. Let everybody know, all right? Until then, thanks for listening. Deuces. You're listening to the Big Brother Jake Podcast.